Welcome to the Gatecast and our journey to the Pegasus Galaxy and the City of the Ancients, Atlantis. Hello, good evening and welcome to Gatecast episode 279. Greetings everybody, yep we're back with another episode of Stargate Atlantis and we've got a guest this week. Would you care to introduce yourself? Hey guys, this is Andrew. Welcome back to the show, Andrew. Thank you. Indeed. Yeah, mad fool. <laughs> mad fool getting up, yeah. Andrew is on Pacific time. We're currently at 3pm British, 5pm Finnish, and 7am for Andrew on a Sunday. Good morning. It's the only way you should see 7am on a Sunday is from the other direction. <laughs> which thanks to certain activities with certain ladies I have managed to do on a few occasions recently. We'll leave precisely what activities to the imagination of listeners. Could be good or bad, depending on the level of your imagination. <laughs> With the exception of Campbell Obactor, I don't want you thinking <laughs> anything about me. <laughs> yeah, please do not write in. Oh, God, I made the mistake once of mentioning on the tweet that I didn't know what teabagging was. Oh, a, God. a highly detailed sketch duly appeared. Now I can't unsee it. <laughs> yep. Okay, back to Stargate. This is an episode that you uh, actually requested, Andrew, Miller's Crossing. Yeah, so, you know, I miss McKay and Mrs. Miller, huge, huge fan of Kate Hewlett and, and the episodes where it comes on and we get to see Kate and David playing siblings, so it's, it's rather in their wheelhouse, but they're just absolutely fantastic together. They are. If you didn't know they were brother and sister, you would assume so. Yeah. Well, Jared Padleski and, Jared Padleski and the other guy whose name I keep forgetting. Yes, yeah. They're not brothers, but they've been doing it for so long at this point. The chemistry is good, but they are two different people. Mannerisms I was more going for. Speaking as someone with brothers, I'm thinking, yep, I have an older brother who treats me exactly like that. Yeah. Have you been looking at Twitter and the uh, London Film and Comic Con photos, lots of Stargate stuff there? I haven't seen it. I know last weekend I, I was seeing tons and tons of Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con stuff. Oh, well, yeah. Including one tweet I saw when a cosplayer can do a better apocalypse than Marvel. <laughs> Hire that man. I've got to say, I was rather impressed with the good hair day the other week. Thank you. <laughs> it just happens sometimes. Yeah. Uh, it's been a while. In my early years, I'm going to say, I'm not going to have all my hair when I'm old, am I? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Sitting out up front, so I think my time is limited. <laughs> Enjoy it while I have it. That's it. So, Alan, you okay? Normally you have a complaint. <laughs> do you really think all I do is moan? If I kept the raw recordings of our podcast, yes. <laughs> oh. There's normally something. I'm hungry. No, is that it? Fair enough. You haven't got your fruit? Nothing compatible with recording. Now, that's weird. The mouse fell off the arm of the couch, bounced twice, and now the cover of the battery compartment has disappeared. It went into the black hole under the couch. Yes, yeah, where all the ballpoint pens go. Yes. Unless you have cats, in which case it's where the uh, bottle caps go. Right. Also, guitar picks, single socks. No, no, no. Single socks live under the bed. You should know that. But who takes their socks off and then goes to bed and then tosses them somewhere to put in the laundry basket later? Right. Well, I do think the dryer is a portal to another dimension. Follow socks? Indeed. They've set up a civilization. Well, anyway, there's a lot of Richard Dean Anderson on the on our Twitter feed for the last couple of days. It seems that every every other person that we follow's been in London and getting their photograph taken with him. Awesome. Uh, all the ladies, uh, the majority of the photos are from ladies. I'll say that they all quite happy. 
Did I scan in or link to my photo with John Barrowman? I don't think I've seen it. Okay, I'll dig it out when I get home. Tired of your everyday commute? Wish you knew what movies to watch? We offer you Flash Pulp! Three to ten minutes of fiction brought to you Monday, Wednesday, and Friday evenings with goodies every Sunday with Three Day Fish, who is always listening. Uh, right then, we are going to be watching Miller's Crossing. As we've said, this was uh, an episode that Andrew requested quite a while back. As always, if anybody's out there that do want to uh, join us for an episode and it isn't already given to somebody else in the schedule, uh, get in touch with us and we'll sort a day and time out. The more time we have to prepare, the better. The more options we have. Obviously, depending on where you are, it can be easier to arrange. Well, once upon a time when Alan had all the money in the world, he could probably come and visit you and record. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am now perpetually broke. The life of a student. <laughs> money does not buy happiness. I'm happier broke than I ever was with money. But there aren't enough cats in my life. I need more cats. One person, two cats is okay. Two people, three cats, and so on. Well, if it's a temporary rescue cat, does that count? Mm, depends if it's in charge or not. Well, if you add a dog and three cats, how about that? I'm not a dog person. Well, you gave a general... No, I was cat-specific. Oh, well, yeah, but does having a dog factor into it? Are you a crazy cat person if you also have a dog? Depends on the size of the dog as well. If the dog is suitably cowed and understands its subservient position to cats... Get cats. Asking the tough philosophical questions. I think it's time for Miller's Crossing. Andrew, do you have a language countdown preference? Mm, uh, let's do Swedish. Okay. Haven't had Swedish in a while. Try, two, et, clicky. Right then, a close-up of uh, Rodney. <laughs> People automatically reach for the pause button. Who's the blonde? <laughs> the blonde is Sherry Noel. She's a regular stand-in, done a little stunt work, and they gave her a, an actual speaking role for this episode. Mm. Nope. Pretty good role, actually, because he's really putting the knife into Rodney, which is never, never a bad thing. <laughs> he wouldn't help us. B, we don't need his help. And C, someone give me some coffee. Minions. You've been silently staring at that board for three hours. Yeah, it'll come to me. Just email her already. Look at that passive aggressiveness from Zelenka. Yeah. <laughs> email who? <laughs> Uh-oh. It's either, it's either his sister or Sam, and Sam's on base. So. Right. I'm not stuck. The last time we had a block like this, she helped us through it, right? It was something completely different. I cannot sit here waiting for you to have an epiphany. I'm losing the will to live. I'm losing the will to live. <laughs> yeah, you are. He missed the opportunity for the finger there, surely. <laughs> However you want to sell it to yourself, that's fine. <laughs> Poor Radha. <laughs> <laughs> Run away! And break! <laughs> All the cowards at the back saying, if they're going, I'm going with them. Safety in numbers. One big cookie? Yeah. Oh, that's a cookie. Nah, I just want a big one. <laughs> yeah, we're not, cool. I'm not going to do anything with that line. You may want to uh, flatten the dough a little bit. I'm not sure you really should have your laptop while you're making cookies. Uh, it's over on the other counter. Yeah. Anything good? <laughs> it's from my brother. Meredith. He's stuck again. Do you mind if I... Oh, he is so whipped. <laughs> cookies and math. Okay. Yeah. Well... Microsoft used to supply free pizza and coke, which may explain the state somewhat cold. No, that would be, that would be too many. 
What do you mean too many? There's no such thing as too many chocolate chips in anything. Well, maybe not pizza. Not too long ago, this couple would have been in separate beds on American television. You can't sleep. I heard something. Madison? I don't know. Well, go see who it is then. Check it out. That's the spirit. She probably just snuck downstairs for more cookies. Uh, that's actually not a bad idea. Right. Oh. Oh. <laughs> ooh, 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 that's gonna hurt. Well organized home invasion. Yeah. That's a taser. You're coming with us. <laughs> I mean, that's another thing is that McCain yeah. and Miller tend to be more comedic. Yeah. And this has a lot more darker, dramatic feel to it. Oh, it does indeed, yeah. Strangely enough, when they issued the, the laser pointers for the guns, they had a mixture of red and green. Used the Viz FX to make them all red. <laughs> <laughs> it actually bothered the director and Mikita so much he had them changed. <laughs> Christmas guns! <laughs> yeah, that's probably what it looked silly if there were different colours of laser. Right then, Miller's Crossing, Season 4, Episode 9 of Stargate Atlantis, Gatecast Episode 279. First third in America, November the 30th, 2007. Canada got it December the 3rd, the UK December the 4th. In Germany, March the 2nd, 2009. Australia, November the 26th, 2009. And Japan, December the 2nd. And the reason I'm not rushing through this is because only two shows with episodes of the same name, Fashion House and Murphy Brown, and, as Alan pointed out in the tweet, the Coen Brothers film. Mm-hmm. Which they've said before is mostly a movie about hats. Nice to see Agent Malcolm Barrett begin. Peter Fleming, Canadian actor. This is two episodes he did of Atlantis, as well as six of SG-1. Have the kidnappers tried to make contact with us yet? No, I'm afraid not. Okay, well, I need to get to Vancouver. Okay, the Daedalus is in orbit, so it will be a quick trip. Still had the set, then. Oh, yeah. Was Barrett the one that was always flirting with Sam? Yes, he had a crush on Sam. And he survived? Obviously nothing happened, because still alive. <laughs> the closest he's got is when she jumped on him in the hospital. Mm. That's good enough for anybody, really. Would work for me? Perhaps a change of clothes first. What? As we can see from the crime scene, a lack of yellow tape. This is not America. Just a few odd red cones, showing its British heritage. I look dumb. It helps you blend in a little. I'm gonna stand out no matter what you dress me in. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a very good point, that is. Well, look at that. We were talking about phones. Flip phone, how times have changed. Young Madison Bell, a second time on Atlantis. Hey, lady. You gonna say hi? Where's Mom? She's been in Tin Man, Supernatural, Delete, Hiccups, and Rise of the Planet of the Apes. I wonder, Jason always seems to be shot at a distance compared to other people. Well, you gotta get him in frame, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. Force perspective. Well, I remember when my, my eldest niece was three. She'd only seen my friend David sitting down and she came into the kitchen and David was standing up and he's about six five, six six, and her head just went back and back and back looking up at this guy and then she went, Mommy, and ran out of the room. <laughs> you know, this huge thing which you'd never seen. We're not a tall family. We don't. Really? You, you figure four masked men with guns broke in here to steal their secret apple dumpling recipe? Jealous neighbor, maybe. Okay, you're angry. You have every right to be. If something happens to her. Now, this is good that Caleb is actually, you know, being rather aggressive to Rodney. He, yeah. he comes across as a very easy, mild-mannered guy. But after the last time, obviously, he knows pretty much what's going on. The fact that our men have broken into his home and kidnapped his wife kind of probably tips the balance here. Yeah. Come on, Matt. 
And he's right. Where are we going? Just away for a bit. Can't argue that. You just can't imagine rolling in a tie, can you? <laughs> no. It makes you wonder if any of the, uh, the civilians on the outskirts, what does NID stand for? You know, normally you expect the FBI or ATF or something like that, or whatever the Canadian equivalent is. Mm-mm. So where do you want to start? Gene and I were corresponding via email. I assume you use some sort of encryption that was sending this classified data through the email system. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the local ISP. No encryption is foolproof. Well, foolproof, but mathematically tricky to crack unless, of course, uh, what we read about the NSA is true. Yeah. You know what? I think it was better when we were all ignorant of what the governments of the world were up to, especially our own. And you sent Jeannie the program that you were working on. Yeah, I just, I needed a new set of eyes. Question is, what does that have to do with her being taken? Probably a lot. Maybe the trust or some other Earth-based organization wanted info on me or about the program. But regardless, my email and her capture happened too close together not to be connected. It's not as if this sort of thing hasn't happened before. Has anyone touched your computer? No. No, I, I told them that you wanted to have a look at it first. Nobody's touched it. I'm going to need to take it apart. This is going to take some time. When I get back to the hotel, I'll call you if I find anything. It's okay. We'll stay. Seriously. This could take 10 to 12 hours. Just, uh, there's nothing you can do here. Just go back to the hotel. I'll, I'll call you if I find anything. Wow, that's a big watch. <laughs> Don't split up, guys. That never works out. Ronan mm. kind of looked hungover or something. <laughs> it's entirely possible Jason was. Yeah. <laughs> it's fortunate she was wearing sensible nightwear this yeah. evening. Ah, it's a bad hair day. <laughs> oh, she's still alive. That's the bonus when you get kidnapped. Here. And here we are, Mr. Stephen Culp. You will have seen him in a lot of TV shows. Arrow, Enterprise, Jag, The West Wing, ER, 24. They've been trying to get him for a couple of years on the show. This was the first time that they were able to secure his time. He was on uh, Desperate Housewives? Yes, he was. So was Nathan Fillion. As a pool cleaner, I think. Gabriel said that uh, apparently Kate and Steven just had a great repartee with each other. I only really watched the uh, first season of Desperate Housewives. Then it turned into a soap. It didn't start as well. No, really. It started off with the death of a woman, and she was she was doing the narration. It was more of kind of a mystery than anything else. Okay, I gotcha. There is a well-known outtake from this point in the episode. I'll play that at the end. Hello. So someone was monitoring my sister's computer. I think I've cracked their Trojan, and I've got an address. Barrett and I are on our way there now. I thought you said it was going to take ten hours. Hey, even I underestimate how smart I am sometimes. Ah, subtle and modest, Rodney. It's too late. We're almost there. I'll give you an address. You can meet us. See, this is not good. McKay and one agent. No matter if you've called for backup. This looks like the place. Shouldn't we wait for Shepard and Ronan? This is 100% classic Rodney McKay. Stand back. Ah. <laughs> he could have seriously hurt himself. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm amazed they didn't have a fall in his arse. <laughs> You happen to have another one of those on you, do you? Yeah, I got a shotgun in the car. Oh dear. <laughs> Don't hit me. <laughs> Not the face! Not the face! Oh, that didn't go well. See, that's why you wait for backup. Is he unconscious or dead? Oh, poor Ronan. They didn't allow him to bring his gun. Dal Two men, they must have been following us. Okay! He's not here, they took him. How did you know you were unconscious, surely? He was only semi-conscious. John and Ronan are looking very like buddy cop movie. Mm. <laughs> There's a spin-off there. Atlantis Vice. There it is. Jeannie, thank God you're alive. What are you doing here? 
I came back to Earth as soon as I heard you've been kidnapped. Have you seen Madison and Caleb? Yes, they're, uh, they're a little shaken, but they're okay. I've, I put a security detail on them, so you don't have to worry. Then how did you... I got ambushed trying to track down the guys who took you. Oh, great. That's just great. First you get me captured, then you... Whoa, 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 whoa. I got you captured? How do you figure that? Oh, come on. They were monitoring my computer, right? Yeah, so? So would I be here if you hadn't sent me those emails? Oh, possibly. Meredith. What is this, a lab? Wow, that's some great detective work there, Nancy Drew. Oh. <laughs> Not even a hardy boy. <laughs> that oh that's oh come on give him a break <laughs> so did they give her a change of clothes then dr mckay now that workstation doesn't seem very user-friendly no it's almost steampunk they said they kind of you know they pulled the stations from stock and just redressed them a bit well based on what michael has said previously it can't be steampunk because there's no steam <laughs> remember that episode mike of course i do good Season season six, Corin Nemec. Yep. The episode where they ripped off the core. <laughs> oh yes. Your subcutaneous transmitter has been deactivated. That might have been useful. Uh oh. What was Gibson's name in Braveheart? William uh, Wallace. William Wallace. William Wallace. Oh, right. I also watched Thunderdome last night for the first time. For, that was a mistake. For the first time? It never appealed to me first time. I saw the trailer and thought, I'm not watching that garbage. I bought the box set, so I finally watched it. Halfway through, I thought, what the hell's going on here? It's ridiculous, but I love it. It's, <laughs> it is ridiculous. It's very, very long. Yes. But Tina Turner, come on. Yeah. Where'd all these kids come from? <laughs> and now back to your scheduled program, Stargate. Classified experiments the military's working on. No, more accurately, my company is given limited access to alien advances discovered through the Stargate program and is asked to integrate them into Earth-based medical technologies. You're not clear to know that. No, I'm not. But after years of being stupefied by the military's endless and unbelievable advances, I started to do a little digging. That's how I found out about the SGC, Atlantis, you. And that's why we've been monitoring your family's emails for quite some time now. See, this makes sense. Why more people haven't been able to put two and two together? There's got to be a huge amount of leaks, even allowing for the trust and NID. Yeah, well, I mean, they're, they're subcontracting to all these private companies. Like, yeah. how long? Two people can keep a secret, not three. Well, it always amazed me that in Thunderbirds, Tracy Island was never discovered, because they did the same thing. <laughs> Sent all, all the specs out piecemeal to build the Thunderbirds, yet it all remained a secret. That doesn't sound like a good thing. Sharon Wallace is played by Libby Osler. She's been in Supernatural, Fairly Legal, and Seventh Son. A few other things as well. I don't even know what all that means. How am I supposed to help? That the best doctors in the world have told her to start saying her goodbyes. As I said in the commentary, which was Martin Gero and Andy Makita, it's a good role for an actor. Spend half the episode lying in bed. Huh. The speaking role? Surely you remember the episode, Alan. Note, I don't assume you've actually watched the episode recently. It's been a busy week. No, actually, I don't remember this episode. Oh, good. Then I won't tell you then. <laughs> it's That's kind of petty. interesting that here, Rodney's just like, you ejected over nanites, are you crazy? Yet just a few back, <laughs> he was totally gung-ho to do it to Dr. Weir. The old adage, isn't it? You know, rules are for other people. They're actually causing more problems than the cancer. Her body is rejecting them. When I intercepted your correspondence with Jeannie, I desperately needed someone familiar with the coding to come fix the programming. Right, so Jeannie was just the bait. No. 
From what I could tell, she had a firmer grasp of the coding than you did. I don't think it's fair to judge me on a couple of emails. I mean, they don't reflect the entire... Meredith! Oh! Seriously, Rodney, put that ego in check, please. Your life may just depend upon it. Get the nanites fully operational, and I'll let you go. Really? Absolutely. And if we don't? A mildly disturbing expression. That's right, sir. They must have neutralized the transmitter. No, oh, Walter. I suppose it's always a bonus when you get caught into a show that when your show's officially finished. Mm -hmm. I mean, who knows where it was forwarded from there? We got our best IT guys in the job, though. We're going to start tracing the paper trail, and hopefully it's going to turn up a lead. We've been combing the security, traffic, and ABM cameras from the area. We got ambushed, talking to witnesses. We got half the Vancouver PD on this one. We're going to get them. Ambush? Yeah, eventually, maybe. Who's ambush? Rodney. When they broke into the building. Yeah, we've got that. We've got ambush talking to witnesses. Is what he said. Was it? Oh. Huh? Okay. Are you listening to it or reading the subtitles? Most of the subtitles. It looks like somebody wanted to build a TARDIS set. <laughs> yeah. That's not a mini TARDIS set. Since <laughs> there's only three sides rather than six. Hey, idiot. We need to solve this coding problem. No, what we need to do is get the hell out of here. <laughs> Rodney's in full me mode. Yeah, that's his default. Yeah. Yes. Look, they gave these computers network access so we could monitor Sharon in real time, right? Which means I can also hack into the security mainframe. What about Sharon? What about us? We can do this, Mayor. We can help this girl. And then what? He's just going to let us go? We, you think he's just going to give up his life, uh, lose his company, get carted off to prison? You think he'll be fine with that? He's desperate. I think any parent would understand. Oh, you think. All right. Let's just for a second imagine that we live in this magical land of unicorns and wizards and kind-hearted people who you can take at their word. Let's assume... <laughs> oh, here he goes. Wind him up and watch him go. How happy do you think he'll be then? You think he'll let us just waltz out the door with an aw shucks? Well, better luck next time, tiger attitude. Ooh. Exactly. Got a point. We need to get out of here. I've been working on a code to unlock all the keypad doors. All the keypads in all the buildings. Wouldn't somebody notice when the doors unlock? Yeah. Possibly. Well, I memorized the building's layout from this computer here. <sighs> okay. I mean, he's got the right idea. Escape, then find out who he is, and then you can help the daughter. You'd also assume there's a... She seems surprised that it worked. Where did they find clothes in her size? Well, since they've been surveilling her, they probably made sure they got clothes for her. What surprised me was nobody was monitoring their room. I would, listen in, just in case they made plans like this. <laughs> this was filmed at the Riverview Psychiatric Hospital. They've uh, filmed there before. Oh. One of the reasons was because they wanted all these long corridors. Yeah, Makes I mean, sense. why build long corridors when you have them? Yeah, the only problem was that the the hospital had either really very very big rooms or very small rooms. So they put one of the big the big rooms and kind of you know sealed it off and made three sets on it. Dad had to call the police to find out. Oh, they're huge. They're maps every seven meters. Misleading ones. Now, come on, we gotta go back. Ooh, bad idea. Here we are, the inner sanctum, and finally, somebody should have been watching him. Him. <laughs> no doubt the uh, benefit of... As I understand it, when you get tased, you pee yourself. So if your bladder's full, yeah. Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. <laughs> and that is a close-up. <laughs> Good old cable ties. You're not going anywhere now. Isn't a chair on wheels? <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Seriously. <laughs> I don't, I don't I, know, I, really. I now have this image of them scooting down the hallway. 
yes. They caught catches now. Keep going. Whee! It's all good till you hit the stairs. Shouldn't have given you network access. Yeah, well, it's a rookie mistake. Meredith. You're never going to help me. Are you? You're going to kill us either way. What exactly is our incentive? I gave you my word. Which means exactly nothing to me. It's the Dalek escape plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Elevate. <laughs> and this was the part of the story where they decided that Wallace had to be the bad guy because of what he does now. I can't go through that again. Sharon's all I have. You can save her. This is an experimental medical program. It may never work. All this might have been for nothing. Worst case scenario, I thought I would have weeks with Sharon. Now, if things stay as they are, I'm lucky to have days. You never should have injected her. I mean, up to this point, you, you could forgive him. Like Jeannie says, he's no. desperate, he's done something stupid, no. but it's for the right reason. It will work. It has to work. What is that? A dose of nanites. Mary? Boy, wait, wait, please. No. I'm sorry. You need an incentive? Don't! That looks a serious needle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is a pretty good incentive. What's killing my daughter is going to kill your sister. Or they both die. And that was it. Wallace is a bad guy. Yeah. Yep. There is no way out for him now. You need a little Imperial March music there. Yeah. <laughs> As you said, this episode got dark very quick. Things just got evil. Now I have... It is work. I mean, Rodney is actually working now. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Well, you were right. I'm not communicating. I'm doing a lot of things I should be doing, in fact. Yeah, I know. See, the thing is, even though DMT manufactured their own nanites, the, the coding, the, the programming, most of it's lifted directly from the replicators. Right. You know, the thing is, which is I hate to admit it, we're only just beginning to understand that coding. But the Wraith we've been working with has helped us make leaps and bounds, but... Wait uh... a second, you've been working with a Wraith? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't tell you everything. And because we're recording this out of schedule, we haven't seen that bit yet. Restrain them, very specifically to make sure they don't get out of control. So much so... That they're completely ineffective. It's like we tied their hands behind their backs. So we have to cut them loose. Exactly. These nanites can't replicate. That's like trying to put up shells with no fresh wood, isn't it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> There's only so much you can do. Two, maybe three thousand lines of code? Yeah, it's a century. Yeah. Well, nothing like a challenge. Look, I'm, I'm really sorry about all this. I really don't want to talk about this right now, okay? We need to write this program and upload it to my nanites. I will yell at you later, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I can live and see my husband and daughter again. I haven't got time for your mollycoddling. Mm. Marty sort of times he is. This is why I don't code. I'm an analyst. I, I just hand some nicely drawn diagrams to programmers and go, yeah, you go at the code face with that. <laughs> I'm beyond coding. Oh, look at this, the, the brain's trust. <laughs> Couldn't they get some airmen in to do kind of legwork, going through all the paperwork? I think if you're working at Stargate Command, you're cleared for this sort of stuff. Jason looks completely out of it. Yeah, why would Jason be able to follow purchase orders, you know, movement of stock and materials around. Half the times you wouldn't know if it were a destination or a product either. <laughs> ah, you see, you're bringing in your own point with expertise there. <laughs> we should go widen the net. Maybe it wasn't one of them. I'm still not totally convinced some of the addresses I see aren't made up on the spot. <laughs> okay, he said he was working on a program to shut down the replicators. Was he working in tandem with anyone here on Earth? Very unlikely. Wait, there was a medical company that, that was working on other nanite programs, but, but they didn't have any direct dealings with them. And which company was that? I don't know. Give me a sec, I'll find out. Barrett, not covering yourself in glory this week, are you? Where are you going? Get some food. Well, in case you forgot, McCanny's sister is still missing. Uh, I think he knows, John. 
You want my help dissecting corporate structures? When you find someone to point a gun at? That's <laughs> <laughs> it. Maybe we should have him play Batman. Yeah. He could do the I'm Batman. Well, he's playing Aquaman. Something like that. So what? No updates? I mean, I know we're hostages and all, but come on. It took me like 10 seconds to upload the program to you. What's taking him so much time? Rodney has no patience at all. Jeannie's a saint. When we activated them in Weir, she was healed almost instantly. That time, the replicator cells actually replaced her damaged cells. Our guys have to heal them. But still, by now they should have seen massive changes in her condition. I mean, why are they telling us anything? Okay, sit down. You're driving me crazy. Now, this is why we had both of you here. Mm. This is the dynamic we wanted. Yes. Look at the expression on Rodney's face. You want to slap him. So, are you going to marry that Katie girl? Hey! <laughs> Damn. Where did that come from? I'm trying to take my mind off the fact that I have tiny robots running through my veins because you needed help with your homework. Would you rather talk about that? <laughs> so, are you going to marry her? I don't know. You've been dating for over a year now. I'm aware of that. Thank you. You think you're going to find someone better? <laughs> she gave me a cactus. Uh, hang on. The fact that you found a nice girl who's willing to put up with all your many little flaws is a miracle. She's your sister. She's willing to talk about these sort of things, Rodney. How do I put this? You're no John Shepard. Oh. Oh, dear me. Oh, I'm sorry. I feel sorry for him. He's a pain in the backside, but... Come with me. Worth pointing out, that is Ron Blecker. He's the armourer for Stargate. Yeah, clearly, because that guy looks like he's just a lot of physical work. He is ex-US military. Wow. Currently runs the DC-5 talent agency, which supplies movies and TV with ex-soldiers and other people, those sort of roles. That's really cool. Yeah, that's quite solid. And the cancer? We can't find any trace of it. Undead! Undead! Puzzled expression from Rodney. And I'm nervous, right? Because, you know, it's an admiral I'm talking to. Jello! Not blue. I swear to God, this target canteen serve anything other than Jello. And Fruit Loop, and, okay, <laughs> and occasionally porridge after. Uh, Walter looks like he's got humdinger of a burger there. <laughs> it's as big as his head. Here's the thing, Walter's not a very small guy, but you get an idea of how huge Momoa actually is when Walter's sitting beside him because he looks like a child. <laughs> the express on both these faces. But I think we found ourselves a new bingo caller for Sunday nights. <laughs> bingo. <laughs> I-37, N1. G72, bingo! <laughs> I am going to kill you in 10 seconds. Oh, then there was this other time that General O'Neill and I, we were... Uh, Tell me you have something. I wonder if a lot of this were ad-lib, because obviously uh, Gary Jones is a stand-up comedian. <laughs> Yay! Hey, hey, my ship. bitch it. Oh, fraud. I'm out of open paper and it's gone poison. Oh, celebration time. What are you going to do with us? Hey, we're celebrating here. She's still got nanites inside her, and we are both still hostages, so you'll excuse me if I skip the champagne. I'm a man of my word. I'm going to let you go. Or just like that? Hmm. Now, just like that. This frank discussion would have helped if done right at the start. Yep. Yeah. I've known I was going to prison from the moment I decided to kidnap you. Imagine if he kidnapped him and says, look, I'm going to let you go, I'm going to go to jail, but please save my daughter. That's all that matters. I can't expect you to understand. Well, you're right, I don't. We've done a great thing here today. And not just for my daughter. Hell, we might have just cured cancer altogether. So please. Debatable if that's a benefit to the human race as it stands at the moment. Yeah, but... was he in last talk no. with something? To the future. Sir, we have a problem. 
I'll give him this. He's opening many a door in this episode. <laughs> Clear. Oh dear. Nothing. Going again. Debilitator zapping. This is Mark Gash playing the doctor. His medical care seems to be lacking just a little. Turn it off. Oh dear. I might kill this one though. You wonder why he took the time to not sit at his daughter's bedside. At the back of his mind, you would think he would still be so nervous. She was fine. I don't understand. The heart just stopped. We couldn't get it pumping again. I'm not sure what happened. I'm always quite annoyed when they use defibrillators when somebody's flatlining in shows. Thank you for somebody else saying that. <laughs> been saying that for about four seasons. Has somebody else been listening or has Mike been editing it out every time? <laughs> Obviously, Jeannie can't walk away being a mother. In this case, you know, she totally understands what he's going through. I'm so sorry. If I was the doctor, I'd be worried. <laughs> My brother and I need to leave. We need to get to a bigger lab with more scientists. Please. Yeah, if I was that doctor, I'd be slipping out the back door. Yeah. <laughs> Run away! I can't imagine what you're going through right now. I, I know you're angry. I would be too, but if I go untreated... I have a family, a husband, a daughter. Please. I need to get help and I can't do it here. He may not be in the right frame of mind to listen to reason. Huh? Ah, zombie! <laughs> Burner! Sharon? Her hand looks very yellow. Hmm. She's jaundiced. You said she was dead. She was. It's a miracle. You'll have my bill in the morning. She was dead. Undead. Yeah, like the zombie baby jeepers. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very clever bit of writing. Nanites are still active. No, once they've beaten the cancer, they're supposed to shut themselves down. It's never been tested in a live subject, and it's only worked sporadically in simulations. Look, I told you, this programming is nowhere near ready to implement. Wait, you're saying the nanites brought her back to life? It's the only viable explanation. And why did she die in the first place? Shouldn't they have kept her alive? That's a good point. Oh, the doctor said her heart just stopped, right? Seemingly out of nowhere. Right. Does Sharon have any heart problems, unrelated to the cancer? Yes, she has a mitral regurgitation problem. Heart murmur. Why, you don't think... We broadened the parameters. They weren't just programmed to cure the cancer. Once they were done with the leukemia, they moved on to the heart murmur, and the easiest way to fix that shut it down while they repaired it. Well, yeah, there you go. The nanites basically repairing everything. Yeah. Damage they could technically fix. They could repair the tissue, yes, but... And what happens when we do heart surgery? Yep. They don't care about that. Look, that happened to Uhura in Star Trek. Next episode, she was right as rain. Don't worry about it. Well, what point is that good? <laughs> stuck in this vegetative state. Technically, her brain is perfectly healthy. It's just like she's been reset to zero, so to speak. Yeah, McKay. Well, I, I recall that I think Jack dealt with that before, didn't he, in uh, that episode Learning Curve. I don't want to be shut down for repairs. Okay, okay, the first thing we got to do is make sure... Oh, oh not good timing, guys. <laughs> you guys okay? How did you... Okay, we need to get you near the SGC immediately. Is the Daedalus still in orbit? You're welcome. It was a daring rest. Yes, yes, thank you, but we're nowhere near out of the woods yet. We have to get to the SGC now. The Ronin changed. Yeah, none of this nonsense with their 9 millimeter. Give me, give me back my gun. Aim. <laughs> Can't help but yeah. feel this is cheating. Yeah, why didn't they just beam them in? 
Okay, I've put Jeannie in a medically induced coma and I've broken her legs. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> what a great line that is. I was like, let's go back to that. Broke her legs. Couldn't you just give her a disease or something? She needed an immediate and severe trauma. Besides, if we shut them down before she's properly healed, all she has is a few broken bones. Instead of a disease, she'd have to fight alone. Exactly. Now, I can say that's one scene they probably thought, I don't think we're going to film this, lads. But again, it all makes sense. You want the nanites to be busy doing something else. These nanites were designed specifically to be immune to EM field fluctuations. Wonderful. Hey. Why'd you do that? Mm, I don't know, though. If you're trying to use them in medical procedures, then... MRIs and things like that may uh, be an issue. Yeah, it's a bad idea. It's a very bad idea if I think what's going to happen is going to happen. It's <laughs> a bad idea. Yeah, what's the only one I got? Great shot, though. Oh, yep. dear. How you doing, Todd? Christopher Heidel, of course. Of course. I really think Heyerdahl's kind of like one, one of those Ron Perlman that is so good at working underneath makeup. Yeah. He's not in makeup in Hell on Wheels. Oh, yeah, true. He's in a hat. Which started again last night. Four seasons of it on Finnish TV. <laughs> uh, Netflix. Well, season five started last night. Yeah, well, I'm still in season two, so. And why should you care? I mean, we're going to kill you either way, right? That's what you're thinking? Okay. Okay, so, um, incentives. Uh, first off, we, we have no interest in killing you. Of course, you probably already figured that out by now, but we can't let you go either because you know too much about Atlantis unless you could prove that you were trustworthy. And this would go a long way towards proving that. Odd. Of course he's trustworthy. Look at him. Right. Look at the face. You know you can trust him. Is this the wraith that restored John? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Poker face. Do you have any relatives? One of the minor hiccups when we've jumped a few episodes forward. Now, this is interesting. You're trying to compare sister and, well, basically sister, to the hive. But then again, it is probably is the same thing. You know, Todd would view other members of his hive as family. <laughs> okay, okay, maybe not. It's pretty much all my fault. You could help us, you, you could save her. Okay, guard in the background, can you look more interesting? More intimidating, please. He looks slightly puzzled. Well, he was expecting a proper gun, not one of them little wraith stunners. I think he's trying really hard not to look at the camera. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you say, he's not saying anything. Everything's in the expression, which is under layers and layers of plastic <laughs> and rubber makeup. And contact lenses, that is amazing. Yeah. I know you lost your hive. I have no idea how horrible that must have been for you. But knowing that they're still out there, that, that you alone can do something about it, that's got to be driving you crazy. Wacko. So don't do this for me. Don't, don't do this for my sister. Do this for yourself. Do this because you know you can, and because you know it'll help destroy the replicators once and for all. What do you say? The wheels are turning like crazy inside his brain. What will he answer? You can speak grunt. Well, Murphy can speak grunt. Again, he's saying so much just through body language. Yeah, good stretch now, lad. Yeah, it's not reference to Matrix at all. Well, to be fair, the Matrix code went down. That's going up. And it's not green. Purely uh, not a copyright issue. I'm not sure they can actually copyright code. <laughs> Watching some NCIS recently and realizing how ridiculous the quote unquote hacking scenes are. <laughs> it's remarkable what they can do on television. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, my friend Brendan was saying that. All right, so if you 
uh, bugs to code out, but I think we're close. Ooh, yeah. Hey, I have been contributing now. If I could suggest a few uh, targets. Oh, it's not doing well. He does look a bit pale. No. Oh, okay, when was the last time they fed him? Yeah, he's going to need a snack. What if he's fake? What if he's just milking it for a hot meal? I believe him. He can't finish the coding without feeding. Now, in the commentary, they spend a good portion of the scene complaining about the picture of the ship in the background. Ah, since I've a lot failed. <laughs> Just you. DNID is not going to provide us with a human for him to feed on. I know. I can't remember if it was Andy or Martin that were going on saying, what the hell is it? Why is it there? Why is it featured so much? I want him to feed on me. Uh-oh. You want a what? Let him feed off me. Oh, okay, Rodney. Mm-hmm. How how self-sacrificing of you. She'd be furious with you if you don't survive. Okay, whoever signed off on that gets us that. Mm. <laughs> how do you sign off on a nanite? Mm. Yeah, that's built, right? Programming, it was a manufacturing defect. In layman's terms, the nanites ran out of steam while they were repairing her arteries. She bled out internally. That was. And do you check everyone? Very time-consuming. I can't lose my sister, John. How am I going to explain that to her husband, to her, to her kid? No, Wraith will kill you. My choice to make. No, it's not. Uh, he's right. Yep. I mean, if you're going to get rid of a character, this is a decent way to do it. Mm. You know, very noble. You know, noble isn't a trait we normally assign to Rodney. True. He's developed a lot in the last yeah. three and a half seasons. Self-sacrifice isn't high up on normal list of characters. It makes you wonder if this is where John got the idea for this from. I'm sorry. Oh, poor Rodney. He's heartbroken. We're going over the data. We don't understand what happened. Sorry. And Jeannie? She's not going to make it. We brought in a uh, specialist. In the Pegasus Galaxy. Part of an enemy race called the Wraith. Somehow McKay has convinced him to uh, create a program to shut down the nanites in Genie's body. Do you think he was considering this beforehand? I don't think he'd even really thought about the need for the Wraith to feed until it. Yeah, I think the fact that Rodney brought it up as well. Yeah. He won't let his friend give his life, but here's a guy who literally has thrown everything away, got nothing out of it. Yeah. He's going to spend the rest of his life in jail, probably in solitary, because he can't be allowed to talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. The only thing that might have made this acceptable, because there's nothing really acceptable about this, is if he could have saved his daughter as well. Mm. Yeah. I suppose the fact that he's lost his daughter means he literally doesn't matter to him anymore. I'm so sorry. Hmm. I'm sure you are. Um, there's a certain facial... Construction feature similarity to John Delance. A little bit. This is uh, Caleb, her husband, and uh, Madison, her little daughter. That's it. Twist the knife, John. Yep. What are many shots they had to get the kid before she did the cute face? She's an actress. On cue, if she's any good. Also, there's a lot of kids that will just ham for the camera, drop of a hat. Mm-hmm. Well, in, in this social media day, it's really nothing, isn't it? Yeah. It probably gets a case of, why aren't you filming me? <laughs> <laughs> like I said, about five or six years ago, my niece took a photo of my, my nephew, and the first head was, let me see, let me see. It looks like John has made his point. 
Heart's not working. The security guard here is Doran Bell. He's been in Fringe, the Dead Zone. Does a lot of voice work. Can I help you, sir? Uh, no, no problem. May I see that, sir? Uh, no, you may not. Sir, the card, please. <laughs> Do you know who I am? <laughs> Was that it, Rodney? Was that really it? You're not Dr. Lee, sir. Was that Lee's card? You know, we were just at the gym and uh, must have swapped pants, so uh, would you just open the door for me? Not without a card, sir. I'm Dr. Rodney McKay. This is my lab. Will you please open the door? I can't do that, sir. This is a matter of life and death. Open the door! I'm on... Shepard, let him in. Oh, dear. So we're still left with the question, what exactly happened? What? I was showing Wallace the labs. Wraith got the upper hand. That's what the report's going to say. You. <laughs> You've got the report? No, he does not. I've completed the reprogramming. That was quick. We'll get it uploaded. Todd is perfectly healthy, and he's finished the program yeah. immediately after he died. So this is like cocaine, you know? <laughs> you want to ask a question. Did Todd finish the program and not tell him so he would get fed? Oh. Or did he finally finish the program after he got fed? And knowing the Wraith... Uh, I mean, speaking from experience, 90% of the code takes 90% of the time. The remaining 10% of the code, as a rule, takes another 90%. <laughs> Did you? Yes. So, I, I'm... You are absolutely fine. I mean, aside from a few inert nanites in you. Yeah, she's got a few nanites in the system, so if you ever walk through a scanner at an airport, there might be the odd beat. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Oh, I am going to hold this over your head for forever. Oh. It's totally fair. Like, you're going to eat a lot of vegetarian food <laughs> and uh, not complain about it. Sure, sure. What? Go for it, girl. <laughs> the price Rodney's going to have to pay. Tofu uh, turkey. You're going to buy me a car? <laughs> Let's not get out of control here. You almost got me killed. That's at least a car. A nice one. A hybrid. Just getting up and she has her list of demands already. Yep. She's a woman. That list's pretty much on the cinema screen. I love you. Oh. Look at him. He, he honestly, he's not comfortable with these situations at all. I love you too. It does kind of take the edge off when you have to stand around and wait for him to say it. But she's pulled up with him all his life. What are you going to do? That's a pretty shot. What comic is he reading? That is a comic that was made up by the production department. It's actually got Martin Wood on the cover as a superhero. That looks like Spider-Man. I don't think it'd be any licensed property. I can't believe what you did. I don't really want to talk about it. You talked Wallace into sacrificing himself. I didn't. Well, then how did he... Bye. Oh, this is awkward. I presented a situation. And is this John justifying it to himself, or Rod? I think a little bit of both. Yeah. Still, you talked a man into killing himself. You wanted to make things right. Encouraged. I merely, uh... Presented the situation. Well, again, it's, you know, life in prison, your daughter's already dead, or yeah. just be done with this now. Yeah, the woman you're going to save did her best to save your daughter, dealt with you fairly. Yeah. Terrible moral dilemma to face. Can we get some meat? Ah, Rodney's hungry, status quo. <laughs> is this Rodney being compassionate, or is he just hungry? Say, so, you and I are about even when it comes to looks, right? <laughs> Who's been lying to you? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, oh, Rodney! Been lying to you. You, you ruined. It. <laughs> you were having a good moment there, and you ruined it. Ah, uh, good episode. 
It was a godsend when they found out that Kate Hewlett was a real actress, not just yeah. the sister of uh, David. Right. Well, I mean, she's been in a bunch of Canadian TV at this point. I believe she was on Degrassi The Next Generation quite a bit. Then have you guys seen A Dog's Breakfast? Oh, yes. We did a, a bonus show on it. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah, always loved the interaction between Kate and David. Yeah, it's quite surprising. Rodney was originally written with a brother. Mm. Yeah. Of course, until somebody pointed out, he's got a sister. She's an actress. <laughs> Why not give her a go? Yeah. Sometimes you think the best things on TV and movies come around by accident. No plan, suppose, the first engagement. I just wonder if they had time, or maybe if they wanted to take the show down a slightly different route, if they'd use this as a starting point for John to spiral into some sort of depression. The making changes to Taylor's character, maybe they should have changed John's as well. Right, a little trivia. Uh, Martin Garrow, who wrote the episode, he's written two episodes of SG-1, 26 of Atlantis, and a single episode of Universe. He's also written Bored to Death, The Home Show, The LA Complex, Dark Matter, and the upcoming Blind Spot. Andy Mikita, the uh, director, 29 episodes of SG-1, 22 of Atlantis, and 12 episodes of Universe, as well as directing episodes of Sanctuary, Primeval New World, Motive, Olympus, Dark Matter, and Cedar Cove. Right then, Miller's Crossing is an episode that will do rather well in our end-of-season poll. Like you said, enjoyable episode, a little bit darker. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Home invasion, kidnapping, assault, death, suicide, I suppose you could say. Suicide by Wraith. Mm. Yeah. Just turning up and looking at them and saying, no, you peckish. <laughs> peck, peck, peck. Yeah, not a bad episode at all. Come Okay, I nearly forgot. Here is the clip of Ronan and John sitting in the hotel room watching Battlestar. No, we gotta help these people. Where's this happening? It's a TV show. Yeah, but earlier you said this thing shows what goes on in your world in real time. That was different. That was the news. This is like the movies I showed you, but they have one every week. So they're not in trouble? No, they're just acting. Why the hell would they do that? People just tend to not want to watch episodes about boring situations, so they write things that are more exciting than their real lives. Well, not your life. Look, our lives are a lot more exciting than than that TV show. We're in the minority. Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. On the Stargate novel front, we are getting the release of the second book in the Stargate SG-1 Apocalypse series called Exile, written by Sally Malcolm and Laura Harper. The novel is going to be released as an e-book on the 13th of August, with paperback to follow. The latest Atlantis novel, Third Path, written by Melissa Scott and Joe Graham, was released a couple of weeks ago, and is currently available as an e-book. This week's upcoming Stargate-related birthdays begin on the 9th of August with the ever-awesome Rona Mitra. Yes, she was a model and one of the Laura Crofts, but she has established herself on TV and movies and was very good as the Lucian Alliance officer on Stargate Universe. Maya Delver shares her birthday with Rona. Maya appeared just the once on Stargate SG-1 in the episode Past and Present, playing Leal, and more recently as Officer Egley in Sons of Anarchy. Sam Jones has his birthday on the 12th, Better known for the iconic Flash Gordon, he played an excellent bounty hunter called Aris Bok in the SG-1 episode Dead Man Switch. He's recently played himself in the two Ted movies and was funny as hell. 
Jodie Thompson will be celebrating her birth on the 13th. She played a bounty hunter in the SG-1 episode Bounty, and then returned as a nurse in the excellent Atlantis episode Vegas. Finally on the 15th is the birthday of Vateri Hershon, who played the TV version of Sharae and later Amone on SG-1. She also has done a lot of work in her native language, and is the mother of Titania, whose father is Michael Shanks. If you want to get in touch with us, then you can do so via the contact form on our website, which can be found at gatecast.co.uk, or via our email using gatecastpodcast at gmail.com, and we would love to hear from you. We are also on Facebook and Google+, and we are carried on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio. You'll find all the links on our website, which includes the independent RSS feed, which contains every episode we've released so far. That can be copied and manually added to a podcatcher. Okay then, let's wrap the show up. Shall we wrap? Next week, we'll be looking at the episode, This Mortal Coil. On the next Stargate Atlantis. This is where we made you all. The replicators managed to duplicate the team. You have something that's always eluded us. You would call it a soul. And when the real members face their clones... They were telling the truth. We're not who we thought we were. It's a battle. The other replicators have found us. To see who's more human. From the beginning, we've been trying to convince ourselves that we're just like you. Now we've got a chance to prove it. On the next Stargate Atlantis. I'm looking at the rest of the season. You're not down for any more episodes, Andrew. Have you seen any in season five that you fancy? I'll have to take a look at it. You know, it, there must be at least five episodes since we haven't had Brad... That's got to be the longest time. Well, we've had other guests have to move around the recording, haven't we? Mm. Suit their timetables. Have you guys scheduled uh, the recording of Ark of Truth yet? Uh, not yet. That will probably be when Alan settled down after his move. Mm. But you are definitely down for that. Okay, then. Thank you very much, Andrew, for joining us, for getting up early. Yeah, thanks for having me on again. Yeah, even though you're going to anyway. There's a podcast that I listen to that records live from on Sundays. Sometimes I get up and... It's Sunday. You don't have to walk. What in the name <laughs> of... Holy... It's fun! It's, it's fun to get up at 6am on a Sunday. Okay then, folks, that was Mortal... That was Miller's Crossing. Big thank you to Andrew for joining us for this episode. He will return at some future point. Yeah. You can find him on Twitter, at Andrew Wonders. And please check out his music over on SoundCloud. Do a search for Andrew Wonders. And, of course, the links will be in the show notes. Come try ya! Next week, this mortal coil. But until then, I've been Mike. I've been Alan. And I've been Andrew. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yep, (laughs) bye-bye. You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Stargate forever.